welcome to the labyrinth i am your host pratham pado my guest today is dr aleandro younger he's a cardiologist and a holistic medicine man he is the author of the best selling book clean and he's the creator of the clean program dr younger it's an honor welcome to the show yes the, the honor is mine thank you for having me <clears throat> um, cardiologists usually talk a lot about the heart but you seem to talk a lot about the gut how important is uh, healthy gut for you well thousands of years ago hippocrates said that health and disease start in the intestines right and then through through my own experiences of getting sick and 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 looking for a for a natural solution for my problems i discovered that that is completely true the gut is where health and disease start it's kind of like the roots of a plant in the, it is it is a, it is through the roots that we absorb the nutrients that we need to make our body to 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 function and also around within and around the gut there's a huge nervous system there's a brain we call it the the second brain but in size is actually the first brain and and there's a there's 80% of your immune system also within and around the gut so it's a very important part of our of our body that that is also very susceptible to to the outside world because through the gut is where we put the outside world in order to make it ours and and that interaction between the outside world and our inside world is most active in the gut so so it's a very very important part of our body and and it's the part of the body that's suffering the most these days in 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 this crazy toxic world that we're living in yes indeed indeed can you give us a few examples of what kind of food we should be eating and what kind of food we should avoid yeah in general terms and i'm talking very generally we should be eating real foods and not food like products or edible products so just like nature provides foods you know, like fruits vegetables nuts seeds and even if you eat animals um eat them as they are produced by nature and no not by human factories where foods are actually just an ingredient of the stuff that we eat that is full of chemicals in order to you know make it last longer in the shelves taste more addictively so that the companies that sell them to you continue to sell them to you and and uh, and so on and so forth interesting i also like the way you talk about how we need to go to the root of the diseases one example you repeatedly give is the example of uh, your gardener when you were a kid he uh, when there was a problem with the tree in your garden i believe in your uh, native country 
uh, and when you inform this to your gardener, he didn't look up at the leaves. He looked down at the roots, right? No, not only the roots, uh -huh. but also the earth around them, you know? And our, our intestines is like an inverted root. You know, the, the earth is around the roots, but in, in us, the, the, the gut is around the food. So it's like a portable root that we carry with us, that we throw the earth in, right? The food that we eat is like the, 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 is like the soil that the roots of the plants are planted in, where the roots, where the plant gets its nutrients. We do that from food. So food is like the soil, the gut is like the roots. How big do you think is the role of stress and anxiety in the, in the manifestation of diseases? I think it's, it's, a, it's so important, you know, because the, 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 the stress that, that, that humans go through um, is something that doesn't happen naturally. Animals in the wild only get stressed for short periods of time. When they, are, when they are trying to escape a danger. But the dangers in, 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 in the natural world only come momentarily, right? Either a tiger is following you, either he'll catch you and eat you, or you'll escape. But then after you escape, then everything is fine again. And animals are fully present. But human beings always have something going on and that stress, which usually starts with our perception and our understanding of what's going on, it, it gets translated into chemicals, into adrenaline and noradrenaline and other hormones that end up causing all kinds of changes in your physiology that eventually uh, end up corroding the body and end up either spending too much energy or, or, or using up all your resources, right? So, so stress is a huge component of, of most diseases of the human beings in the world today. Mm, yes. Then how do we mitigate the stress? So, so um, one way of mitigating the stress is through meditation. And, and um, of course, you can mitigate the stress by choosing your life, you know, in a way that is not stressful. But for a lot of people, that is not possible. So if that is not possible for you, then you can strengthen your, your mind and make it more resilient to stress, right? And, and meditation is an incredible tool for that. Yes, interesting. You know, the problem, the, the problem that humans have is that we are not present anymore. Because the truth is that at the, in the present moment, there's, there's barely any real problems. The problems are mostly in, in, our, in our head, in our understanding, in our perception, right? And, and, uh, and then the mind goes off, the body starts reacting. If you are imagining that you're going to have a fight with your girlfriend or or your partner, or your boss, or whoever it is, you have a discussion in your head, but your body 
is even though the the problem is imaginary is in your mind the body responds to that as if you were in the middle of the fight so it starts you know getting ready for the fight or flight reaction right and that increases your blood pressure and all kinds of of bodily reactions to that so the more present you become the less likely that stress will set in and meditation is a great tool to become present as a cardiologist have you seen any cases where stress manifests into serious heart issues we see it all the time you know in in uh, in the hospital when, when i used to work in the hospital monday morning was the day that heart attacks and strokes came more than any other day because the the weekend ends people go back to the office into their stressful lives and 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 problems happen and this is true you can you can probably find out in india is probably the same thing monday mornings is the is is the worst time for for an emergency room interesting i i didn't know that stress and heart diseases were so deeply interconnected well listen they're connected in many ways like for example stress will increase your blood pressure an increase a sudden increase in blood pressure can can trigger a heart attack or or a chronic state of stress can make your heart have to work harder and eventually start dilating and become heart insufficiency there's all kinds of ways in which in which stress can uh, affect your heart negatively and and not only your heart but also your arteries and the arteries you know are everywhere in the brain in the in the lungs in the kidneys so stress and the hardening of arteries can affect every organ in your body not just the heart something to think about <laughs> uh, what sparked your interest in alternative medicine and ayurveda so when I was doing my training as a cardiologist in New York. I was living a very stressful life and I got really sick. Not only stress, but also I started eating in a in a very unhealthy way, which is very common for for um for you know for modern life. Eating from supermarkets, eating food-like products, eating lots of 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 a uh, stuff as opposed to eating foods like I used to eat when when i was growing up in uruguay and as i got sick i i went to see my colleagues and i and i, and I was given seven prescription medications for three diagnoses irritable bowel syndrome um severe allergies and depression and i didn't like the idea of having to take pills for the rest of my life so i started looking for a different solution and and that took me around the world first stop was in india and in an ashram in india where i learned about meditation and where i where i interacted with lots of other doctors of different schools of medicine one of the schools of medicine uh, that the, the doctors um, that i interacted with was ayurvedic medicine and i i saw firsthand how how powerful the indications of these doctors were so 
that gave me a lot of respect and a lot of curiosity about Ayurvedic medicine. And then I, of course, I st started understanding that this is a science that's been around for 5,000 years, very successfully. So I started looking more and more into it. And, uh, and the more I look into it, the more I find that, that um, there's an incredible wisdom in Ayurvedic medicine. What compelled you to create the clean program and write the clean books? So the clean program is the conclusion of my, my intense search for a different solution for my own problems that, that, um, that, you know, the doctor said that I needed to take so many pills for. If I would have found the clean program at that time, I would, have, I would have done it. I would have gotten rid of all my problems without the need of any medications. It took me 15 years to arrive to, that, to, that, um, to the program, right? So, so really, the, the clean program was, was only the summary of all the things that I've learned until then that gave me the solution that I was looking for. And then, you know, all my friends, my family, and then my patients started noticing that I was feeling better, that I was looking better. And they all started asking me, what, what did you do? So I started putting them on, putting them on programs. And eventually I said, well, this, this needs to be out. So I wrote a book about it and, and created a, a program and, and all the supplements that, uh, to, make, to make it easy for people to do the program mm. and this and this actually all these, these the supplements that come in a kit they're now available in india all over india if you go to if you go to um the organic india stores in mm. fab in the in the fab india you know uh, department stores there's you know you know fab india yeah the, I know. The, part, the part so every every fab india has an organic india store inside a wellness store and there you, you can find my books and you can find um, all the supplements needed to make it easy for somebody to do the clean program. Oh, it seems like you're deeply connected to India. Yeah, I think, uh, I, think um, I, I was Indian in a previous life because the moment, <laughs> I arrived, I, the moment I arrived in India and every time I go to India, I really feel at home. Interesting. Uh, so you spoke a lot about supplements. Are there any kind of supplements that we should be taking? Do you uh, find something? Do you find that a lot of people are um, deficient in any kind of vitamin or nutrition? I think that that a lot of people are deficient in vitamin D, for example, because you know these days very few people are exposed to the sun. We cover ourselves and even when we go and expose ourselves to the sun we put all these creams to protect ourselves from the sun and that's the that's the way in which our body converts the pre pre-vitamin d into vitamin d uh, through sun exposure through through contact of the sun with your skin so so a lot of a lot of you know it is estimated that 50 percent of the population of the world is deficient in vitamin d but there's a lot of other nutrient deficiencies that are very common just because of the way that we grow our food, you know, um, 
and and the, the soils in which we grow our foods become depleted of, of, of many nutrients. A common nutrient that is depleted in, in many of the soils in which we grow our foods is magnesium, for example. So I find that a lot of people are deficient in magnesium. There's a lot of, of other common deficiencies, like, like B vitamins, for example. Um, so yes, there are a lot of, of very common deficiencies these days. And what, do you, what is your opinion on uh, functional medicine and the fact that its popularity is increasing? I think it's a blessing, you know, functional medicine. I, I say that a functional medicine doctor is a regular doctor that is, that is trained to think like an Ayurvedic doctor in a more holistic way, in a way in which you try to find what the root of the problem is and, and you trust that the body is wise. And then when you remove the obstacles and you add whatever is lacking, then the body will correct itself. And this is, this is what is at the, at the root, at the, at the, you know, at, at the pillar of functional medicine thinking is that everybody is an individual. Everybody is different in a way. Everybody is unique. And the body is able to heal, but you just need to find what is at the root of the problem. And when that is corrected, then the body heals, right? The two main reasons why we get sick is because either there's something that's blocking the normal functioning of the body or something is missing. What is the commonest, you know, the most common thing that is blocking the, the normal functioning of, of our body is this um, invasion of chemicals that we are exposed to today. In the air that we breathe, in the water that we drink and that we shower with, in the cosmetics that we use, in the laundry detergents with which we wash our clothes, in the architecture, uh, or, you know, how, the materials of how we build our homes and how we furnish our homes. But more, more than anything in the foods or the food-like products that we consume, they're full of chemicals. And these chemicals, they block the, 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 the normal functioning of the body. And, and the thing is, our body has the ability to detoxify. Our body has the ability to get rid of this, of this toxic chemicals. But you need good nutrition, good absorption for that to happen. And since most people don't get good nutrition and most people have some damage in their intestines that doesn't let them absorb nutrients efficiently, then we end up with this, with this problem, right? So when you remove the obstacles, mainly when you get rid of all the toxins or at least reduce greatly the toxins that you are exposed to, and when you add the nutrients that are lacking, then the body can do amazing stuff. It can, it can, it can heal itself. You restore your natural, your body's natural ability to heal itself. Yes, the body has a natural ability to heal itself. Yet, for some reason, we seem to have forgotten this. 
since the arrival of covid-19 natural immunity has become a very controversial topic do you think we should refocus on natural immunity because this word has been excluded in most of the conversations surrounding covid-19 i think that covid-19 just pulled the trigger but the gun was already loaded and the, and the, and and it was loaded with the bigger pandemic that exists and that has existed for 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 many years now which is the pandemic of the chronic diseases of the modern world you know who are the people that get really sick with covid there are people that already have pre-existing conditions right there are people that have chronic diseases that is really the problem because if nobody had chronic diseases then very few people would be getting sick these days with covid-19 i i completely agree with you uh, even in the us uh, almost 700000 people died of covid but uh, the data suggests that the average person who died of covid has had not one or two but four comorbidities like obesity diabetes etc and for some reason we are not talking a lot about the comorbidities itself which might sometimes play a bigger role in the death of that person than covid 19 it's been it's been almost 2 years now since since the virus showed up and in in, in if in this 2 years humanity would have put its attention on good nutrition on detoxification on stress reduction we would have seen a completely different scenario today than what we're seeing exactly how can what can we do to boost natural immunity against uh, not just covid-19 but diseases in general well it's it's, it's a it's the same thing uh, the immune system which by the way 80% of lives within and around the gut um is um is just one of the systems of the body that 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 is suffering from what i told you about from from you know from stress from lack of nutrition from excess of toxins it's um you know most people are walking around with some degree of 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 injury to their gut and that triggers the immune system to do all kinds of things and so because the immune system is busy doing all kinds of other things then the virus finds a weakened and and not as resilient immune system so i think that the most important thing is um is really to to correct that and to make the immune system more resilient and that is done mostly through lifestyle and 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 within lifestyle through nutrition i think uh, it's all it's all about the mindset because everyone wants a quick solution we don't want to go on a walk or exercise we don't want to change our food it's so hard instead we want quick solutions we just want to go to a doctor and get a pill and get rid of the symptoms uh, do you think people's attitude and the fact that we are all become we've all um, prioritized convenience and this has made our generation far more lazy do you think this is problematic this is the problem <laughs> this is the main problem you know human beings now 
value comfort more than anything. And comfort is what's killing us. It's what's taking us, um, taking away the resilience that we used to have as, as a species. You, know? you don't see other species getting pandemias. You don't see other species with the, with, with, with the viruses that are killing hundreds of thousands. You just don't see that because other species are living in the way that nature designed them to live. And nature is not gentle and, and, uh, and, and, and comforting. You know, the animals have to go through things. Animals have to find food. Animals have to, to you know, the, intermittently fast. Just, just imposed by nature. They don't decide, oh, I'm, I'm going to intermittently fast. That's just how life is. And they wake up with the sun and they go to sleep when the sun goes down. And, they, you know, and sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's hot. But human beings are always the same. If it's cold, you turn the, the heater on. If it's hot, you turn the air conditioning on. We don't have any room, any flexibility. So we, have, we become kind of like stiff and, 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 uh, and our immune systems are, 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 are working hard to fight a lot of the problems that we are creating. And, and therefore we become less resilient. That's the biggest problem of humanity today. Comfort is killing us. What do you think are the benefits of fasting? I think that, that um, the body loves fasting because that's the way that we, that we evolved for, for a long, long time on, on the earth. We didn't have food available 24-7 like we have now. There were no refrigerators. There were no supermarkets. There were, you know, you, like the rest of the animals, we had to find food and we ate when we found it and then we fasted when we didn't. Not only that, um, every religious giant, every religious master, every spiritual master also taught their followers that fasting is important. You know, the, the Muslims fast for Ramadan, the, the Jewish fast for, for Yom Kippur, the, the Christians fast for Lent. There's, there's, there's a practice of fasting embedded in, in, in mostly every religion in the world. So fasting is not only beneficial for the body, but it's also beneficial for the mind and, and for the spirit, for the soul. I'll be honest with you, I'm not the most disciplined person on the planet. A lot of the times when I eat food it's not because i'm hungry it's because i i don't know where hunger originates from from the stomach or from the mind yeah yeah that's a that's a, one of the biggest things for most people in in modern cities i'm not saying that hunger doesn't exist i'm in india i've seen a lot of people that are hungry but uh but you know for for everybody listening to this podcast i I challenge you to think that you may not even know what real hunger is and what you call hunger, you know, when people say, oh, I'm starving, oh, I'm so hungry. They're not really talking about real hunger. They're talking about the, the desire to eat because the body is producing some sensation, you know, and we confuse it with hunger and then we go and we eat. I agree. Um, 
do you believe in the gut brain connection do you think that a lot a lot of the time our food also affects our mood definitely definitely the, the gut and the brain are connected in so many ways you know, not only not only through the gut and 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 good absorption of and, of nutrients that the brain needs like for example if you're depleted in magnesium you're going to have brain problems because magnesium is is very important for the nervous system right and so are many other nutrients that that when deficient the brain will not function optimally and not only that we know now that for example the good bacteria in the gut also communicate with the brain and we know now that the brain in the gut also communicates with the brain in the in in the head and uh, actually i don't think there's there's a big difference between both of them we actually get get a little confused sometimes we think certain things are from the brain in the in the in the head but they're actually from the brain in the gut when i when i became depressed i went to the psychiatrist and he said oh you have to take this antidepressant that will increase the serotonin in your brain and he pointed out to his head but now i know that 90% of the serotonin in the body is produced actually in the brain in the gut so so um yeah i think that that um not only they communicate but i think they're part of the same system the nervous system you know do you think uh, modern medicine is insufficient or has it failed us in any way i think modern medicine is incredible and i thank god for modern medicine you know my mom just had a heart attack and it affected one of her heart valves so modern medicine saved her life she went she had surgery she had a valve change and she's doing great now if it wasn't for modern medicine i wouldn't have a mom the problem is that modern medicine is incredible for acute problems you break your bones you go to the hospital they put metals in your bones and and they can fix you in 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 a, in miraculous ways but medicine modern medicine is not as good with the chronic problems so so you know giving pills to people for chronic symptoms is not a really good practice it doesn't work very well so modern medicine is really good for acute problems and the problems of all the problems that humanity is suffering from only 10% of the problems are acute 90% of the problems that humanity is suffering from are chronic problems and we try with modern medicine to use the same tools that we use so successfully for acute problems when we use them for chronic problems they're not so successful the modern medicine is not that modern medicine has failed us modern medicine is amazing we are are failing ourselves by trying to use modern medicine where modern medicine is not that good then has has big pharma uh, misled us because we see um, in in the past few years we are seeing that big pharmaceutical companies their influence is growing and their marketing pills even where it's not required do you think that maybe big pharmaceutical companies are misleading us listen big pharma is is 
is uh, is not an an entity from from an extraterrestrial entity. Big pharma is run by people. Maybe your maybe your maybe your uncle is working in big pharma. Maybe your cousin is is working in a marketing company that's making ads for big pharma. I don't really blame big pharma. Yeah, of course there's problems and they lie and they trick you. And, they, 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 you know, they doctor the studies and, and, and everything. But it's not a problem of big pharma. This is a problem of humanity. We are going through dark period. We are going through what in, in, in Indian philosophy is, is, is called the Kali Yuga, the dark ages, you know? And it's this confusion that we have that is even producing big pharma. You know this this obsession that we have with making money and 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 and, and you know creating big businesses is not just a problem of, of big pharma. This is a problem of humanity. Big pharma is just it's just one of its expressions. Interesting. I look at you as a combination of doctor and a healer, and. Uh... I believe you previously said not all doctors are healers and not all healers are doctors. Uh, can you elaborate this statement? You know, what I see as a healer, what I, what I understand as a healer is somebody that will help the healing process happen, right? It will facilitate the healing. Healers don't heal you. But they, but, but, but they can help your own healing powers express themselves, right? And this is what, what doctors are really supposed to be. But in the confusion of, 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 of the, modern, the modern world, um, medicine and doctors have become business people. And, you know, many doctors I, I see are not that interested in the healing process, but they're interested in having, in, in having a bigger turnaround and having more patients and making more money. And those doctors are not healers. Those doctors are just, you know, um, businessmen, right? That, that, um, that, that, that use medicine as a way of, of making money. And this is something that's going on all over the world. So the real doctors, the, 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 the doctors that are, that are really interested in, in, in helping and, and the, those are the healers. And there's, and there's a lot of them. But there's many healers that are not doctors. You know? hmm. I, I, I agree with that. And uh, the, right now we see uh, that in modern medicine, and this is not true for all, but uh, for a few of them, people have this very objective uh, reductionist uh, mindset. Is medicine objective or is it subjective? I don't really understand the question. Like, uh, for example, um, um, how do I ask this question? Uh, medicine in modern medicine, they look at, uh, you know, clinical studies, they look at numbers, they look at scans, but healers in the healing community, they look at uh, medicine in a very subjective way. Like they don't look at numbers. They, they even account feelings and emotions. So what is medicine? Should, should it purely be mathematical or should it even 
look at subjective things like emotions i think i think it, you know i think a healer a doctor that is a healer should look at everything and that is what that is what functional medicine really teaches is that that um you know every human being is not just the body but it's it's a it's a it's the product of an environment of a community of of um or even or even even a, a, even even the climate you know even the weather and there's so many things that play a role that that the clinical studies cannot take into account you know when you read when you read a clinical study that, that studies a, a, a disease they don't take everything into account maybe they measure blood pressure and they measure this protein and they measure this marker and they you know but 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 you cannot reduce a human being into numbers into 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 its parts you know, a human being is a whole and and it's influenced by many things and when you start looking at at everything is when you start getting the better the, the better results you seem to be very healthy how do you keep yourself so healthy well i i have also my 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 phases you know i go through phases where i you know that i'm feeling really well and then i go through phases where i'm also stressed and i make bad choices and i don't feel that well right um so i'm like everybody else i'm trying to do my best i'm lucky that i learned certain tricks that helped me a lot and um and for the most part i try to you know eat real foods with a good nutritional value and limit my exposure to toxins not only toxins in the food and in the air but in my relationships in my work <clears throat> you know and 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 so yeah i i i'm able to keep myself in pretty good shape Yes, I also see that you uh, post a lot of pictures about uh, yourself, your family, uh, your children, and you seem so happy. Does uh, having a good community of people around you and fr- good friends does it also affect your health in a positive way? Well, you, well, you tell me. What do you think? <laughs> I think it definitely does. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. Listen, my mom, my mom came to visit me. She's from Uruguay. and she and she came to los angeles to visit me and she as i told you she had a heart attack she had to go through heart surgery right but once that was done i realized that she wasn't going to continue to recover because she was in a strange place nobody knew who she was she didn't really speak the language i mean she speaks english but but you know not perfectly and the nurses and everybody else they don't really know who she is there were no friends to come visit her in the hospital plus in the hospital here you don't cannot even go in because of covid so what i did is i i uh, i hired a, an ambulance airplane and i took her back home and that was the best decision that i've ever made because over there everybody speaks her language a lot of people know who she is she has her her other kids her friends and her recovery just took off and she did so well so yeah absolutely i mean you don't even need any any scientific evidence of that you know what what um 
what do you look for when you're not feeling well? You look for you look for love. You look for support. You look for a hug, right? And there there are no there are no studies that 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 they show you scientifically that a hug is healing. But everybody knows it. I think a lot of this is feeling, and it's difficult to even explain with words. Um, you are originally from Uruguay. How how was your life uh, growing up in Uruguay? It was very simple. When I was growing up, you know, we 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 lived in a close family and a close community, lots of friends, and um, my mom would cook every meal. We would eat at the table as a family. It was a very healthy lifestyle by default because there were no there were no other options, you know. There were no supermarkets. There weren't too many restaurants. There, were, there wasn't much else to do. You had to eat real foods, and um, and uh, you know it was a it was a very nice and 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 safe life growing up. Yeah, it seems very pleasant, and uh, finally. Uh, doctor to end this podcast this is a very spiritual question it has nothing to do with science or medicine but what do you think is the purpose of life so you know when i look at the planet i look at it as a living organism and just like for example you have arteries the planet has rivers just like you have lungs the planet has forests just like you have red blood cells and white blood cells the planet has animals running around different type of cells right and you and i are to the planet like a red blood cell is to you right now when when you look at the body and you try to understand what is the purpose what is the purpose of a red blood cell it's the purpose is to circulate in the blood, to pick up oxygen when it passes through the lungs, and to release the oxygen when it goes into the tissues. Right? That's the purpose of a red blood cell as we understand it. So what is the purpose of us as a cell in this planet? Right? And the, the way that I understand it is we are a little converter of energies. We take in different energies and we convert them. You know, just, like, just, like, just like a plant takes in water and, and nutrients from the soil and then is exposed to the sun. And then there's all kinds of chemical reactions with chlorophyll and this and that and produces oxygen, right? And without oxygen, there would not be possible life on earth. So that is the function, that is the purpose of, of plants from one, from one point of view, right? Now, we take energies through our eyes, through our ears. We, we take in impressions through our senses. We also take in oxygen and we also take in food. And these three things react inside of your body and they produce what? Your experience. So your experience is very important for the planet. You, we are here to produce an experience. And if your experience is one of peace and love and presence, you benefit the planet in many ways. 
The planet needs that. Like, for example, you know, two days, three days ago was Gandhi's birthday, right? The 2nd of October. Yes. When you, see, when you see somebody like that and you see what his experience gave to the planet, um, I think that the purpose of humans in the planet is to live at peace, to live in love. And that is like oxygen to the planet. That was is to, con to convert different energies into love. <laughs> that, that, that thing that that's the purpose of the planet. So the purpose of the planet, the purpose of life really is for you to come here and be at peace. Mm -hmm. That benefits the planet. That was uh, very profound, Doctor. Thank you so much for spending your time with me in this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to meet you and um and to be with you <laughs>